Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. Ladies and gents, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden. And once again, we have a nice, well, I don't want to say a nice show. Every show is a good show, but this show is a little different because unfortunately, the Vikings, the season, Pat P, he's home. No more football for the Minnesota Vikings, unfortunately. And with that being said, we must recap the last game of when it wasn't 2022, but of course the 2022 season because they got, the guys made it to the playoffs. So our faithful fans, thank you for tuning in, checking us out once again on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And for our listeners listening to us on podcasts, whatever podcast platform you subscribe to, thank you for listening as well. We're going to make this as best as possible. We got to keep it real, but let's tap into the recap, Giants recap, playoff week recap versus the New York Giants. Of course, the Giants win. What was my prediction, Eric? Do you remember my prediction? I can't remember what my prediction was, but I think I had a very, very close ball game. My prediction was 29-24 Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings' first one-score loss of the season came at the worst time. Mm. Home loss for the team that had Super Bowl aspirations. Pat P, you were there live and in color. How disappointing to an end to end your season in that fashion was it? Man, it was very disappointing um, to end the season um, in the bank um, the way we did. You know, just had so much high hopes and aspiration for the team. Um, but the good the, out, the good part of it uh, about all of it is that man, I had opportunity to continue to grow some some great relationships. Uh, mm-hmm. Gotten better from the year previously. You know, um, you know, just having an opportunity to be in a tournament, you know, that's you give yourself a fighting chance, you know, and that's all you can ask for, you know, um, especially at my at this stage in my career, you know. So um, it would definitely it was definitely a devastating loss um, to lose to those guys. Um, um, just, you know, didn't win on first down, um, you know, gave those guys a lot of third downs and short. Um, Daniel Jones looking like Michael Vick a little bit got, uh, was looking like Michael Vick a little bit out there. Um, and yeah, just couldn't get off the football field, man. You know that I think that's what really killed us in that game. Um, we wasn't wasn't getting those countly stops that we was accustomed seeing and, and getting throughout the year, or uh, even a turnover. You know, so you know we thrive mm-hmm. off you know creating turnovers and, and flipping the field position. Um, but none of those things happened for us, you know, so it was very unfortunate um, that it didn't. 
but very, very proud of the way um, the season uh, went for us. Winning 13 games in the season is extremely hard. Um, you know, that's an accomplishment in itself, winning the North. Um, you know, that's that's one of those boxes that we wanted to check off and we wasn't able to get the other two that we had out for ourselves. But, you know, Coach K.O. and Quasi, those guys got some good going on around there. So we'll see what the future has to, uh, to bring to the Minnesota Vikings. You, you, you talked about Daniel Jones, who performed outstanding for the Giants. I mean, two games against you guys, he's had a pretty, pretty nice outings. What was the issue defensively? And for you guys, you talked about not getting the necessary stops, you know, putting pressure on Daniel Jones. What allowed Daniel Jones just to have such a good ball game? Um, I think it just put him in a really good position to not, you know, turn the ball over, you know, for mm -hmm. the most part. You know, they ran the ball really well. They they came out and really, um, uh, really wanted to um, get into that 21 personnel, 21P um, personnel, which is a 21 pony. So they had two running backs um, in the game, uh, Saquon and um, Rita. 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 Yep. Yeah, and the two receivers, but making it look like 11 personnel is trying to find, create matchups, you know, and they did a really good job of that throughout the game. Didn't see much of that. We know they have a lot of 21 person, uh, 21 pony. Did they show that the first meeting with yeah, they have personnel they, with two running backs? Yeah, they have it in their assist and, you know, in their scheme, but they came mm -hmm. out and really wanted to, you know, specialize um, in that uh, specific personnel. And um, that they did, you know, they did a, you know, did a good job of knowing what we was in in certain um, defenses, um, you know, looking for those uh, mismatches across the board, um, trying to get their guys, their fast guys in space. Um, yeah, so they had a really, really good game plan to to not mess it up. You know, their defense mm -hmm. is always pretty good. They're going to play aggressive. They're going to get after the quarterback. Um, it's just for the most part, you know, just looking at the way they play and their brand that they bring to the stadium is, you know, we're going to play smash mouth football and mistake free offense. I'm sorry, smash mouth defense and a mm -hmm. mistake free offense and just try to find a way to get a dub. Um, yeah. at the end of the year. And talking about the brand, uh, Daniel Jones has really represented their brand mightily this season. And it was a play. I thought he was going to get you. I I, <laughs> I, I thought he was going to get, I told you, I was, in, I was watching. I was like, hold on. Hold on. People don't understand. Number one, Daniel Jones is a big guy. Number yeah. two, he's not just big, he's strong. Man, take us through that play when it seemed like he had you with that stiff arm and you found a way to get him down to the ground. You know, when you're hitting a quarterback, it's always funny, man, because you never know if they're going to slide. You know, he's one of those guys that... That's that Pat P. Hold on, Pat, before you get... That's the thing that I, I wish they... Even out, make it fair. Because as a defender, you already know it's the thin line between making an honest tackle or mm -hmm. the referee's considering you to be a little too aggressive. Right. Then it's a thin line. To, to, it's a judgment call on, is, is this guy going to take a slide? Or is he going to try to come at me? So right. as most defenders, I would assume when you see a quarterback running, even if it's an athletic guy, when they're getting close to you, you kind of start to take your foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah, because you don't want the extra fifteen yarder. But yeah, carry on. Yeah, so I initially thought he was gonna um, slide. So I was like, all right, let me brace down a little bit, just in case he slide. I can you know just jump over him. But then when I saw him kind of like 
tuck the ball, that, then that's when I had to kind of gear up myself. Oh, now he's trying to run the football now, you know. So then I saw him putting out the stiff arm, um, you know, with the quarterback. You still can't really tackle them high because they're still mm-hmm. protected, you know. So I saw him bringing up the stiff arm, and I knew he's not like a running back that's going to, like, get it out there and pop it. You know, he just just left it out there hanging. So I saw that, and I let him get, you know, I let him get, you know, connected to me because I know he was trying to avoid me and stiff me. So as soon as he got connected to my shoulder pad, that's just when I grabbed the top of his arm or the top of his uh, shoulder pad and um, drug him down to the ground. But, you know, hit trying to tackle a quarterback is always mm. a catch 50-50, man, because you never know what they're going to do because you've seen times where Daniel Jones slid and you've seen times where he ran out of bounds. You've seen times where he's trying to deliver a blow. You know, no so question. you no just question. never know um, with uh, when when a quarterback is uh, running out of the pocket. Pat P, are there any plays you wish personally you could have back from Sunday, or just in totality with the defense? When you think about the ball game, are there any plays where you wish, man, wish we can get a do over on that because the outcome would have been different? Maybe that possession would have been different. Uh. Probably the drive where I got the PI in the end zone. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have had that play back because I feel like I think we was only down three at that time, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember what the score was, but they end up scoring on that on that drive. And I believe that was third down, if I remember correctly. Maybe it was well, you were you impressed, man. It was impressed, man. It was, it was yep. like, like maybe like the six yard line. Daniel yep. Jones yeah, I remember that. out to their left and came back to the right. And the receiver was kind of, um, you know, trying to get open. Um, and I was just kind of like guiding him. I wasn't, you know, trying to restrict him from, you know, getting the ball, but mm-hmm. they ended up calling it. For holding, they hit you with holding. Now they call it pass interference. It was pass, it's a PI, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they call me. They call me pass interference, um, which it should have been holding because the quarterback threw it out of bounds. It wasn't mm-hmm. like the ball was even catchable. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I I believe if we get that drive back, we stop them, hold them to at least three. It give us a better opportunity to go down and score to try to take the lead versus you know kind of in that you know that go go mode in in a mm-hmm. sense. Take our listeners and our viewers through the process with that call. Granted, yes, you're right. It should have been holding, but they hit you with a PI. Because correct me if I'm wrong, it seemed like you kind of looked in the backfield. Yeah, I did because I knew he had rolled out to the to the left because the initial play, you know, I saw him looking to the left, and I don't know who flushed him out of the pocket, but he ended up like taking like a little a couple steps over to the left. So um, once I saw that, I got my eyes back on the receiver. Then I mm-hmm. glanced back at him to see if he was even coming my way, you know, to see if, you know, if I have any, uh, any action. And um, I saw him looking in the, in the receiver kind of did like a little whirly bird, you know, kind of like fake that he was going one way and end up going the other. And I had his, uh, his like his hips or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they ended up getting that, getting that call on me. But if we, I, I, like I said, I feel like if we get that drive back, and just in general in the game, if we just had an opportunity to put ourselves in better third down situations, you know, in that yeah. whole game, they probably was averaging third and three, you know. Mm-hmm. At, they were winning first and second down for sure. You know what I mean? So, 
And I talk about that all all year. You know, you have to win on first down. You have to win on first down to make teams more predictable because when it's second and five, second and four, the whole playbook is open. They may run it again. Now it's mm -hmm. first down again or third and one. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's just how important winning first down is, you know, mm -hmm. and that's how that's what is going to have to be a point of emphasis moving forward, you know, if we want to, well, you know, if I'm there next year, if we want to be a successful defense. Yeah, and that play you're talking about, I think that was third down and eventually Saquon Barkley was able to punch yeah, it in. so I feel like that if I get that, that, that play back, you know, I think it's a different game. Yeah. Let's talk about your quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Um, he graded out, he was the highest graded quarterback of the weekend in the playoffs. He was the highest graded quarterback, but people are focusing, deserving so on the final play where he threw it short of the sticks. What did you think of his performance? And what what are your thoughts on that final play? Because I have my thoughts as well. But of course, you were there being able to see it up close and personal. And then, of course, you know, just seeing how that was the the the, the, the final ending of the season. But what was what's your thoughts on Kurt's performance and then the final play? I thought he played solid. You know, I thought it, obviously everybody wished they could have some plays back, not watching, granted, not watching the the film, you know, on the offense and seeing what they did, but just being on the sideline, I thought he played solid. You know, I thought he put the ball, you know, where, where it needed to be um, in times, you know, obviously, like I said, we all wish we could have a couple plays back, but that's just, that goes with the game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, and going to that final play, you know, when I saw it, the only thing I could think of, I was like, uh, he must have didn't know how, how, you know, what the what down it was. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I haven't heard his you know explanation um, about it uh, as of yet. But on the side, I was like, it was just it just took me back, you know, because I was just shocked that, you know, we threw the ball, you know, three yeah. and we needed eight, you know. So I, I really don't know, you know, what went into that, you know, how, you know, that decision came about him throwing the ball, you know, that short. Um, but far as his overall performance in that game, I thought he played solid. You know, I thought he was one of the uh, top tier quarterbacks all year long. Um, but yeah, man, you know, he he's a guy that you can win with for sure. You know, just, you know, you know, as a team, we have to do, you know, a better job of continuing to pick each other up, you know, when we need to. So my thoughts, here are my thoughts on this play, and I love the ch chatted up with you. And for our listeners and our viewers, if you got any comments about this final play, because, yes, he's been criticized. My What I saw, number one, let's talk about Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, he was unblockable. It was some pressure, too. He was unblockable the whole game. And it wasn't like he was trying to hide and seek. No, he was running straight down the teeth of the interior offensive alignment. And that bull rush was unstoppable. So it's fourth and eight. And if you look at the play and you look at the, the wide receivers that were running routes, everyone except TJ had longer routes. What I mean when I say longer routes, any routes longer than eight, eight to 10 yards, right? Mm -hmm. So when Kirk got the ball and was getting ready to go through his drops, Dexter Lawrence was already collapsing the pocket himself. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was coming straight. He had a beeline, I think, on, was it Bradbury or yeah. whoever it was? They didn't stand a chance. So if you're Kirk Cousins, you're like, oh, shoot, I definitely can't get sacked. Right. But I don't have enough time to go through my progressions for the guys who are running deeper routes. I got to get it out of my hand. 
Now, granted, if hindsight is 2020, all of us would be in a better situation. But mm-hmm. when that happens, and Pat, you know how fast it happened on the football oh, yeah. field. What people see from watching it via television totally is not the same when you're out there. It happens right. faster. Right. And then people get a chance to see the instant replay, and then they have an opportunity to say, oh, he should have did this, or he should have did that. I'm going to tell you what I happened, what I did one time when I was playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I wanted to understand, number one, outside of what I already knew by playing the game, why the quarterback position is considered the toughest position mm-hmm. on a football field and why they get paid so much money. So one time during a week of preparation, Pat P, you know how it is, when the defense are going through the scout team offense, our offense is usually sitting and, and they're going up adjustments on the side or they're running conditioning drills, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So when our offense was getting ready to go against our scout defense, I wanted to look at the viewpoint behind Big Ben. So what I did was I stood and I watched, and it was, it was, this was a pat, passing period where you know it's all passing, right? right. It was 11-11 all passing. Yep. Man, I sit there and I stood behind Big Ben. I was probably like 10 yards away from the offense because, of course, the guys are rushing, so I didn't want to be in, in the way, clearly couldn't be in the way of his drops. But I was watching from, from the back of the quarterback. Oh, yeah. It's different. Ooh, well, that's heat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> P. Number one, you got guys that are protecting for you that are 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", 6'6". Number right. two, you got guys who are rushing who are 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", and yep. they're coming full tilt. Yep, every play. <laughs> every drop back. <laughs> it, had, it had my heart pumping so fast. I wasn't, I'm like, oh, shoot, this is what it looks like? Yeah. And it happens over and over again. Over, and that was just only practice, ladies and gentlemen. That wasn't a yeah. for real game. That's not practice. even live action. It is, it's, you, Pat, you know, when it's live, it is super intense, but that was just I mean, practice. So I had a newfound respect on quarterbacks and what they go through in regards to just being in the pocket, standing up, standing firm, and having to always look down the barrel of a gun, basically with the pressure much. coming down. <laughs> pretty much. Listen, man, that's, and you get to, who, to whom much is given, much is expected, no question, but that's not an easy job. Nah. And when I saw that play instantly, I'm like, man, Curry didn't have no time. He didn't have no time because if he held that football maybe one more second, he was going to get sacked. Yeah. Because if you get sacked, you're going to get criticized. Why yeah. you took the sack, <laughs> right? But then you have to factor in Pat Pino as his defender. When these guys got routes that are calling for you to be, uh, it's, a, it's a 10-yard route, it's a 12-yard route, man, come on, you know it takes time. Yeah, it's going to take time. Yeah, like I said, I didn't see – the film, I didn't even watch the instant replay. You know, I just saw the play. I haven't looked at TV since. Man, listen, Dexter Lawrence was a grown man the whole time. Some of the passes that Kurt was able to complete, he was doing so with somebody down, down his throat, basically. Right. And for him to grade out as high as he graded out, that's amazing because, like I said, pressure was coming. If it wasn't Kayvon Thibodeau, it was freaking Dexter Lawrence. It was Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence alone just kind of wrecked shop. Yeah. For an offensive game plan for you guys. And, and yeah. speaking of that, Justin Jefferson, you know, started off the game four catches. And after that, you know, only, what, three the rest of the game. During the first drive, he had four catches. Uh, what In regards to the support around Justin Jefferson moving forward, you know, what needs to be done for him to continue? Number one, not Justin develop, but we know who he is as a player, but for this offense to be able to be striking, be a competitive offense, even when Justin is not involved in the game plan because of the attention he's receiving. Just have to continue finding ways getting guys involved. 
you know, um, you know, especially when you have, you know, the type of running back that you have and the cast of players that you have, um, you know, you just have to, you know, find better ways in utilizing those guys to be able to open the door that much more for everybody else, you know, because when you have a good running game, you know, that opens up the play action. We all know Kirk is one of the best play action quarterbacks in the game, boot quarterbacks in the game. I think when you do that, now you can get Justin off, you know, once now, 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 you know, you know, Justin is making this plays, making this hay, and mm-hmm. now you got TJ, you know, doing his thing. So it's yeah, TJ, TJ, TJ has been a big, big time addition. Yeah, and I know it's yeah. tough, and, and Kyle, and I, yeah, you know, it's a great problem to have when you have so many weapons. But then again, you have to do a great job of making sure that you not only keeping everybody happy, but keeping defenses honest. You know, mm-hmm. when you show up to the football stadium on Sundays, you know. So, um, you know, I know Kev, Coach Kevin is going to do, you know, his due diligence into this season and, and seeing how he can be better, you know, as a coach, um, as a play caller. Um, and I can't wait to see what what, what, what is going to happen because, you know, I, I've just been around him for, you know, this season, knowing his drive, you know, knowing, you know, what he want, you know, out of himself and his players. The sky's the limit for him. I know that 2015 team with Arizona was something that, you know, was memorable based yeah. on the success. But in your career, when you look at everything you guys accomplished, winning the division, having a home playoff game, the overall record that you guys were able to finish with, do you feel like this one of the best teams you've been on thus far? Yeah, no doubt about it. Definitely one of the better teams I've been on, despite the, the success, but um just the the cast of players you know that we had on every level you know that was able to compete and be uh you know be a top tier player you know at their position you know so have an opportunity to have that in Arizona you know we went we went pretty deep in, into the playoffs you know having that here in Minnesota we have had opportunity going going to go to the playoffs you know so yep. um this is definitely one of the better teams I, I've been on but that that Arizona team, that was that's a hard one to beat, man. I just wish, you know, I w- wish we can go back and, and give my man Carson a my ligament out of my index finger so he can be able to play the ball as good as he needed to. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Well, you gotta take a quick time out, but when we come back, a quick season in review in regards to the Minnesota Vikings. And of course, let's start talking about the future for our very own P2. What's next? Stay tuned and find out. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. 
It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found. We back, took care of a few bills. Now it's time to j- tap into the overall 2022 season, right? Successful year, as Pat Pete mentioned. Granted, you didn't get a chance to get to the, the ultimate game, which was the, which is the Super Bowl, but yet and still a very, very successful season. Minnesota Viking fans should definitely be happy with the group. Everything they were able to accomplish, you know, winning the division, a division that has been owned by the Green Bay Packers over the last few years, having a home playoff game, you know, with a rookie coach at that. Don't forget, Kevin O'Connell is a rookie head coach. Not a lot of rookie coaches in their first year, they're able to get to the playoffs, better yet have a home playoff game. So that's a big time plus. So Pat P, man, you were there hands on, one of the ultimate leaders for the team this year. What does the future look like for the Vikings based on everything you guys accomplished this year? I feel like the future is very bright. You know, like I said earlier in the show, I think, you know, KO and Quasi, they got a good thing going on around there. You know, those guys were able to build and establish their brand, you know, right out of the gate. You know, now, you know, now they set the standard for themselves, you know, so. Um, you know, I know those guys are, 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 are ultimate competitors and they're not going to stop until they reach, you know, that ultimate team goal. You know, mm-hmm. Coach Kevin had an opportunity to go through that with the Rams and he wanted to be able to share that, you know, with the organization that, you know, ne- never had opportunity to horse a Lombardi trophy, you know. So um, those guys are in, 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 have uh, the Wolf family have the right guys in charge running that team um, to try to um, fulfill that dream that all the Minnesota um, Viking fans and Skull Nation um, have for that team. What areas of improvement do you think the team will look to address during the offseason? Uh, I know they will try to get some corners. You know, I know they're going to want some some depth. You know, I know they got, you know, Jonathan Andrew and Caleb last year. Um, getting Cam there, but a lot of those guys have been banged up, and we know this game mm-hmm. is all about what have you done for me lately. So I can no question those guys getting some probably probably getting some corners in there, um, some depth on the on the on the D line, like D tackle ish, because you know uh, uh, Dalvin is a free agent um, this year, so I can see them trying to get someone a stopper up in there if they're not able to get him back um, on offense. Don't really know, man, what you know what they're looking for on offense. I know mm-hmm. um gonna probably um you know they got their tight end. I don't know what Dalvin um cook cookie monster situation is with his contract. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure he's there again another year, if I'm not mistaken. Um just probably for the most part, yeah, you know, I don't know how long Brian is gonna be out, you know. So maybe, maybe get some offensive line depth, you know, for the most part. I know you're gonna need a center. Maybe a receiver um, on the outside that can, you know, try to help take some of that stress off of JJ um, and help that offense, you know, be able to, you know, flow, you know, have the ball flowing in all different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
Uh, yeah, I, 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 I can see those things happening. And, and I know, like I said, KO, he knows, you know, the things that, you know, he want his team to be improved in coming into the next year. And I don't see them guys not um, getting whatever they may need to be a successful ball club. Talk to the Viking fans right now, Skull Nation, Pat P. What are the biggest positives the fan base should look at after after a difficult exit from the postseason? Man, just the fight. You know, I just remember Coach had showed his video. No, actually, it wasn't Coach. It was somebody. We had, like, a motivational speaker come in, and he went around asking, like, Viking fans, like, what do they want to see? you know, out of the the Minnesota Vikings team this year. And they just all kept saying, like, finish. And I feel like that's something that we we, obviously we didn't finish as well as we wanted to in the last ball game. But I feel like every game um, this year was a complete opposite from the year before. And we was able to finish and close out games versus, you know, losing those close ball games. So to me, that's a huge positive, man, because if you're not able to win, you know, ball games or win situational football, you're not going to be a very, very, uh, very good football team. And we was able to overcome some of those woes from last year and and, and improve tremendously um, in 2022 and 2023 season. Um, so for me, that's a huge, huge. Mm-hmm. No question. And and I'll say this Viking fan school nation, this was a heck of an appetizer in regards to having a rookie coach and Kevin O'Connell just showing you what right. he can do. So right. now moving forward with that appetizer being so good, you just ready for the main course now. Right. You know what I mean? So hopefully the main course is just as good as the appetizer and not better. So we have to wait and see during through time. And with that being said, you talk about having a great rookie campaign for Kevin O'Connell and Quasey. Now it was about trying to do better in year two. So the expectations should be fairly high because you didn't come in and basically creep up on people. You knocked down the doors. Right. You know what I mean? Went into the division, exceeded the expectations. And now people would, this is what they want. This is what they're expecting, plus more. So be to be able to do that, Pat P, you got to have high level players. You got to have, you right. got to have some dogs. You got to have some leaders. So with that being said, for the third straight year, you'll be a free agent. Mm-hmm. What does your future hold for you, Pat P? Man, Mac, I don't know. You know, I want to continue to play. You know, I feel great. You know, um, you know, my my the resume I put up this year is proving that, you know, mm-hmm. so the body is in great shape, man. The mind is in great shape. So as long as my body and mind is willing to go, that's how long I'm going to go. You know, so, yeah, um, I'm, I'm going into this free agency, you know, again this year looking to play and looking to play at a high level again, you know, so that that mindset and that attitude is never going to change. So mm-hmm. who's ever looking for, you know, a guy that can, you know, you can count on, you know, week in and week out. Talk about high level play, Pat P. You displayed that weekend and week out this past year for the Minnesota Vikings. And I'm not just talking because you're my family. I'm talking because that's what the numbers say. You know what I mean? Regular <laughs> season, overall, cornerback grade, you were six in the National Football League. I would imagine there's you got 32 teams, so you got 32 defenses. You got two cornerbacks per defenses. Well, I'm sorry, 31, not including you guys. Yeah. Per defense. So that's what, 62 
corners, right? And if you factor in the corner opposite of you, that's 63 corners, Yep. right? I hope I did the math correctly. If I'm, yep. if I'm wrong, please forgive me. Florida but that's 63 State, corners. Florida State showed up. That's good. Yeah. So I'm talking about starting corners. I'm not just talking about corners throughout the league. I'm talking about starting corners. So out of 63 corners, you finished sixth in coverage. I think that's pretty good, right? Now, and that's 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 six in coverage. You were fourth in interceptions with five. You were no, second, second in interceptions. In, oh, second in interceptions, Cap. You were second in interceptions. Second in interceptions, you had five. You were sixth in, in, in PBUs, you had 15, right? It's, when you talk about snaps per reception and coverage, you were first. Your grade was 36.7. That was tops in the National Football League. Uh, when you talk about rating and zone, you're a second. I mean, you, you I mean, I don't need to keep keep going on. Long story short, you were in your bag. So with that being said, and if you want to factor in to the leadership that you displayed, being able to be a mentor to the young guys in the secondary, you know, leading by example. Gathering the troops when they're not at their when they're not feeling their best. Prime example: the Indianapolis Colts game. I'll go back to what Kevin O'Connell said during his press conference. Pat P. I heard Pat P. talk to the office and Kirk Cousins say, "Hey man, we gonna get a stop. All we need is five touchdowns. That's it." And walk off. That's it. And drop the mic. And Kevin O'Connell said, "You know what? He's right. All we need is five interceptions." So it seemed to be at a time when your head coach was still a little. Mm, <laughs> the uncertainty was a little bit kind of going through his mind. He heard you was like, you know what, Pat P is right. So with that being said, leadership like that, high level play like that, you will be 33 by the start of the season. But who we can't even tell because 32 Pat P look real good. <laughs> it sounds like you want to be back in that purple and gold. Correct me if I'm wrong. Man, no doubt about it. I would love to be there in that purple and gold again, man, and give it to give it a run again, man. Just because I, I love the community there. I love the organization. I love the the new regime that the uh, Mark and Wolf have, have have brought into that building. Uh, the trainers, the, the 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 strength and conditioning staff. You know, it's just it's just amazing, man. I just I, I truly believe like it it felt like home to me. You mm -hmm. know, it felt like you know like I you know like it was a place that I belong. You know, but we all know it's a business. Um, all I can do is continue doing me and being me. You know. What you guys saw, they just saw a little bit more of it. Um, that's how I am every Sunday. You know, that's been me since I was in high school, you know. So mm -hmm. just the world had the opportunity to see a little bit more of it, you know, because we was obviously rolling and, you know, you have all these NFL films, things going on now. So it's just a lot more cameras on those type of moments. But that's just who P2 is, man, every single day. Well, P2 said that, you said that great gave us your, your, your viewpoint. It's time to hear from the fans. This is what we love to do, fan participation. Let's start this right now. Let's start this buzz right now. Fans who are listening to us, chime into our, our comment section. Fans who are watching us on YouTube, let us know. Yes or no? Should the Minnesota Vikings bring Patrick Peterson back? Simple as that. Is yes, he man. deserving of being back? Yes or no? We're going to have a poll up. And we're going to do this. This is going to be an entertaining offseason because what he did this season was showed all the naysayers that were saying he was washed, he was old, he lost the step. 
all I'm gonna do is get get five interceptions on y'all, right? Um, I'm gonna show y'all I'm one of the best man coverage corners in the league. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna show y'all I'm one of the best overall corners in the league. Still, still, you know. <laughs> and when you say overall corner, that's not just about being a a guy who can cover. It's about tackling. It's about being where you're supposed to be. The numbers said you were one of the best to do it. And I just gave y'all the numbers out of 63 starting corners. Your overall grade was the sixth best guy. The sixth best guy. And you talk about that's 32-year-old Pat who's running with some guys who, like Sauce, who's probably 21. Jair, who's probably (laughs) 24. Guys who are in their 20s, you still showcase, man, listen, I'm still in here. I'm still here now. I'm still here. You know what I mean? So they, they, they call you LeBron. In the locker room, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's what they call you, LeBron. We see LeBron ain't, show, ain't slowing down no time soon. So Pat P ain't slowing down no time soon. So with that being said, Pat P, viewers, our fans, should the Vikings bring Pat P back for one more run? Because you know he want to chase that ring. Because that's what you want, right, Pat P? You want to okay, chase bro. the ring with the Vikings or regardless, you want to try to go get that ring when it's all said and done. No doubt about it. I need that ring, Mac. I need it. Man. And another cool nugget out of 120 total corners graded, 67 qualified for the list. So it was 67 who qualified for the list because as you as you know, Pat P, there are a lot of teams, their base set is with nickel based on some of the offenses. So you got a lot of a quality, a lot of nickel corners who are involved. So my count was basically in regular for, uh, uh, formation. We only got two guys out there, but out of 120 Eight total corners, 67 qualified, and you were the sixth best. That's the nice percentile. I know when we first started this show, man, years back, you said your goal was to play around 15 years. Is that still the goal for you? Yeah. Yeah, that's still the goal for me. Um, like I said, I'm going I'm to continue, you know, continue putting the body in the best position possible going into the season. And, you know, like I said earlier, man, once that body and my mind is not willing to go through that grind, that's when it's a wrap for me because I feel like that's when I lost the love for the game. You know, when, mm-hmm. I'm, when I'm not willing to put the hard work into, you know, the finishing product on what you want to see on Sunday. So 15 is still my, it's still my goal. You know, I got to what three more seasons mm-hmm. and see where the good Lord takes me, man. Man. Now with the Vikings officially out of it, who is your Super Bowl pick? Oh, my last year. Well, my last year, Dark Horse made it. They ain't winning, but they made it. Who was your last year? Last year, Dark Horse, Joe Burrow. Oh yeah, you were. Yeah, you was. I remember you was riding (laughs) with them all playoffs long. I'm going back with Joe. Mm. Oh, you going back with you going back with LSU boy? Yeah. I like it. Okay. So, so you picking them to win it or get there? Yeah, I'm picking them to uh to get there. To so get who are you there. picking to win it? So they they'll represent the AFC. Yeah, so I'm gonna go. Ah man, I know everybody's waiting for my man out of Fordin uh San Fran to look like a rookie quarterback. Brock Brock Purdy. It's gonna be hard to make him look like a rookie quarterback just because the scheme that they present week in and week out just so much misdirection and just so much eye tricking uh trickery you know jet motions i just i just think it's going to be hard to get him 
to play like a rookie. And I love their defense. Mm-hmm. I just love their defense. So I'm going to go 49ers, man. Mm, 49ers, Cincinnati, 49ers to win it. All right. All right. Last question for you before we let you go, let you go, Pat P. What will the offseason look like for you? Same as always, Matt. <laughs> you move around. You, you already around. know, man. I'm, and, I'm be, hey, go ahead, go ahead. Before I, before I chime in, go ahead. Well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little bit everywhere, man. But hey, deserving so you 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 got a you got a lot to celebrate, man. Yeah, you talk man. about even yeah, though you didn't man. get to the pinnacle of pinnacles, but individually speaking, yeah. So I'm, I'm just be chilling, traveling, taking the girls to school. You know, spending some time with the wife. You know, you know, just uh, t- typical off season for the most part. And make sure you let the fans know because you're a big time golfer. You know, you, you, you that, that that's that's where your second love is outside <laughs> of football. Waste no management is coming up, right? Yes, sir. Waste management is coming up, man. So in Arizona, and we we really wanted you to be a part of the Super Bowl, but unfortunately, you won't be a part of the Super Bowl. But you will be a part of waste management, and we gonna be out there together as well. And so yeah, we got a man. lot. Yeah, we got. Yeah, so I might I might need to be a caddy. I might be, I be I might be able to make that happen, man. I might because if I'm your caddy, I can give your fans, our viewers, our listeners an inside look at Pat Peter Golfer because a lot right. of people don't know what kind of game you got out there. They, they just right. think you swinging, right? They don't right. really know what you got. Yeah, man, you got to you got to carry that bag, man. So make sure them biceps and them traps are ready, cat. What? Carry the bag. Got to carry my bag, caddy. You mean with all the golf clubs? Yeah, that's my bag. That's the only bag. <laughs> How many holes y'all be playing? 18, so we be out there for like five and a half hours, man. Ooh, Pat P. I can't do that. I can't sign up. I knew you couldn't. No, I drive a cart. Now, I ain't no and, cart and, in, the, in the tournament. And I can nar- be the narrator walk. from the cart, huh? You got to walk, man. They ain't have no carts when the golf game 1919, when golf first came around. They had push carts. Push? Yeah, push. Push. I don't know about that. Push. You going to be out there for 18 holes? Oh, yeah, man. 18 holes, Jack. I don't know, Pat. Oh, man, I changed his mind. Yeah, I might. We have to figure something out. You talking 18 holes, man. This is, and then, no, I don't know that about that. We're going to catch you at the end. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, just meet me on 16, man. You, 16. You know, we'll the three together. No question. But Pat P, he's officially in his offseason. This should be a fun ride. And we definitely will give you guys in-depth looks about what's going, what's moving forward with Pat P. Clearly, he's not stepping away from the game. He wants to go, go at it one more time put up outstanding numbers. It's going to be a fun offseason as he's moving around. We're going to be moving around as well. So we got a lot in store for you guys, not to mention tapping back in to our guest list. So we will be having big time guests coming soon. But bear with us as we continue to watch the rest of the playoffs playoffs pan out. Pat P is picking the San Francisco 49ers. I'll, I'll do this, Pat P. I like San Fran, but if San Fran plays Philly in the NFC Championship game, I think Philly is going to beat San Fran. So my two teams to get to the Super Bowl is Kansas City and Philly. Mm. I think I think I think San Fran gonna beat beat uh beat Hurts up, man. I really do. San Fran got to get through Dallas this week now. You heard what I said? Hi. Well, so you want to? Hey, so you like Dallas? No, no, no. I'm not betting nothing on Dallas. Oh, okay. I just said they got to get through Dallas. I, I, I'm not betting anything. I ain't tapping into my Amazon account with you right now. Not yet. 
What'd you say? I'm not tapping into my Amazon account okay. with you just yet. Not yet. We're going to tap in there, but I'm okay. not betting. I just said they got to get through Dallas first. That's okay. all. All right. That rookie quarterback, he has he hasn't looked like a uh, he hasn't looked like a rookie quarterback yet. He haven't. Yeah, but you know it's going to surface at some point. It is. We we shall see. We shall see. But hey, glad you made it through the season safe and sound. Now it's time to enjoy your enjoy your off season. Get back to the grind, and we're going to be right there with you every step of the way because that's what we do. All things covered. We cover everything. everything. Pat Pete, Brian McFadden. See you. See you when we see you. Peace.